This is Young Money, a show about entrepreneurs, innovators, and the journeys that they've undertaken. I'm Nandini, and today we'll be talking to Vamika Shikhavat, the co-founder of Olive, a brand that offers leather alternatives to conscious consumers. So they believe that fashion doesn't need to bleed and are continuously striving to create a positive impact on the fashion industry by promoting vegan fashion. Now, you know, let's uh, hear more about Olive and its journey from the co-founder herself. Hey, Vamika, how are you? Hello, Nandini. It's been a really good week, except for whenever we try to schedule this podcast and some jinx or the other happens. <laughs> and we are getting a chance to finally get together after, what, I would say three weeks? Yeah. Three or four weeks? A month. Damn. Yeah, maybe a month. It's yeah. finally happening. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, like before, before talking about Olive, I'd like to first know more about you. You know, what sort of products did you use before you started the brand? And, you know, what was that moment in your life when you felt that there was a need for leather alternatives? So this is like a two-part question. Um, yeah. Firstly, what products did you use before you started the brand? And then, you know, what was that moment that pushed you to sort of start Olive? Uh-huh. So... Where I'll start is uh, for the uninitiated. Obviously, I'm, uh, co- I'm the co-founder of Olive right now and I'm creating uh, products with different leather alternatives. So you have your faux leather alternative and then you have your plant leather alternative. Plant yeah. leather alternatives are like pineapple based or coconut water based and cactus based. You know, there are a lot of, you keep hearing about them in the market. So yeah, I'm the one making bags from these uh, fabrics, new age, next gen fabrics basically. So one of the things that uh, from my past kind of like entailed me into this journey was that while growing up, I came across some YouTube videos. Basically, it was just this one jarring YouTube video where minks were being skinned alive for their fur. Oh. Okay. And the reasoning behind the skinning alive was that because of the capitalism and the way like profit-based companies work, yeah. there wasn't, there isn't enough time to kill the animal and then skin it alive. So that really kind of like hit me hard. I mean, at around 13, 14 years old, you come across such a jarring information naturally. Sometimes it does make a dent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of like, how do you say the seeds of the idea were already getting filled when I was young. And a lot of times, like, I would be uncomfortable in zoo when, like, I was really young. And I'd be super uncomfortable in a zoo because in super hot weather in the summer vacations, you going to a zoo, seeing these penguins who are looking so sad. Then you yeah. see these animals. Now, have you noticed that, uh, obviously, uh, dogs sometimes, like, have this teary-eyed thing around yeah. their eyes? That time, I was too young to know that it sometimes just happens. And I would yeah. see that on like lions and tigers that are just behind these cages, which are so dry. Their jar of water, like bowl of water is almost dried up. And in my head, I was thinking that they are crying because they're caged, oh. which could have been a possibility. But <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like a little, little instances here and there. So cut to like a little growing up, started shopping here and there. And I started noticing that I got a little perturbed buying genuine leather. Or okay. fur. Like I was just in my head, I was like, I'm not going to buy these products. And obviously that's a task because 
this is a timeline where fast fashion hadn't really entered hmm. and whatever limited options that you had was with the either leather jacket or like leather bags and whatever was for that time was really bad quality okay so you know even if you went for artificial leather during that time it was it just used to never look the way a genuine leather jacket or a genuine leather bag would look not good quality and that used to really yeah so i used to probably i used to not buy either of the products at the time okay. and uh, one of the things that uh, happened during that time was like your second part that you asking about the question what i bought i have purchased here and there few products like i would look for suppose as a laptop bag right hmm. i would during that time probably go for a laptop bag which was more fabric and okay. had like leather trimmings and in my head i was like okay fine they're just trimming they might be like scrap material or discarded material and it's getting made from that so that was a justification i would do with myself quite often right. this was one of the like how would i put it uh, one of the, like key pointers of like the shift happened very young for me so i mean the seeds was sowed when you were like very very young and then they just kept the plant kept growing and kept growing and then finally <laughs> one day it was like no like there has to be a change yeah and one day like people the companies and investors genuinely made companies where they're making fabrics with plants <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that's that's yeah. it's so cool i mean you just said that you know uh, when you were introducing olive you said that you make leather from coconut water and pineapple i mean that's incredible i mean you can't imagine that yeah. leather would be made from fruits that's just so, amazing we are uh, as such we are manufacturers of bags so yeah. my uh, philosophy is providing consumers all the possible options in different alternatives that i can right so there are all these companies that are making these alternative fabrics and we buy the fabric from them and then we work on it we are like okay what fabric because these are different textured fabrics there there's a slight nuance difference in the way how leather would look hmm. and how these plant based fabrics are obviously some come very close like cactus leather yeah. is almost pretty much 99% there of how genuine leather looks okay. coconut water the one that's malai that's made with coconut water is slightly more planty more textured more yeah. like just like feels like you're holding nature in your hand wow so for that yeah so that has a very different feel and often what happens is we kind of like look at the fabrics and then we decide what all products to make right so, so you understand of like wallets and bags yeah so we handcraft products with all these like materials that are currently out there and currently obviously have very little demand and very mm. few people know about it so with olive we are kind of like also trying to bring attention to this whole different section of like the industry that is working on these absolutely innovative fabrics yeah and i feel like uh, we were talking about this on the call earlier as well that uh, everything is a choice i mean earlier there weren't alternatives available so even you know people had to buy leather even if because there weren't any options but now i feel like you know you, they can make a conscious choice they have an option to go to there is no uh, sort of compulsion ki yahi hai to yahi kharidna padega there oh, yes, is absolutely. another option yeah 
absolutely and there's also this uh, thing like i with olive like even on our instagram posts we would often write that please buy only if you need it yeah you exactly the product okay so let's imagine that a potential investor is listening to this episode and i really hope that they are what would be your elevator pitch for olive now i know that you already spoke a little about it but you know what would be your elevator pitch for olive oh, wow this is fun so one of the things that i would say is right now we are actually not looking for investors and we will not be looking for investors for a while because i really want to i am my co-founder yashraj we really want to run olive like a family owned business as of okay. this moment Okay. and we are a little conventional old school in our thinking one of the reasons this decision has been made is because we currently do not want to divide the decision making so right. the moment an investment or an investor is going to get attached to the company they will suddenly in most scenarios i mean we haven't reached that point where in the industry where it's a different scenario where suddenly there would be a want for like large productions fast deliveries right excess uh, craftsmanship like just keep working keep working keep working and until or unless we are completely satisfied that there is an investor who's not going to push for mm. large scale manufacturing that is probably when we are even going to think about taking this plunge because at this moment there is absolutely the entire point like it's so difficult to make large scale businesses ethical i mean you can start you can try or ethical mm. is the wrong word i i guess uh more like have at least like some sort of conscious no it makes sense yeah chain of working so that's my only fear it's more out of fear as of this moment but if somehow i am able to make a very like 100% proper chain of like how can we manage large scale production without extreme wastage because what happens with small production is that you it's literally happening in front of your eyes all the time right yeah and you have a lot of control in ways of like oh the fabric should not be wasted unnecessarily when it's being cut or when you know there are bags being uh, handcrafted it shouldn't be too fast also or like you know like the thread work should happen slowly and yeah. with complete concentration you shouldn't be like oh i have to complete like 20 bags in this many, this many hours we have a more like relaxed approach of no like do it slowly do it properly i don't yeah. want a customer to go through something where oh a thread is coming out or this is coming out it happens once in a while but it shouldn't become like a common thread of events yeah. that or oh, some some defect okay just like return the bag we'll send you another one and that other return product just like gets discarded which is okay. what most of the return industry works on so currently this is the elevator phase if a venture capitalist is able to give us a good deal and not <laughs> rush the company's growth and successfully come up with a better like together we come up with a better chain of like sops how to create products without pushing anyone yeah then we are happy to form a partnership no that definitely does make sense i mean when you know like a, so right now it's like a family thing but you know once like a third person enters something will be hanging over your head and 
it'll feel like a task um rather than you know something that you enjoy doing i guess it's i it both have like pros and cons because if you get someone really wonderful who yeah. also has the same vision and the same belief system it can be an excellent collaboration like no yeah definitely you yeah. need you need a third person point of view sometimes yeah. to kind of like widen the horizon but my only fear is of i can't have my artisans and employees being worked up too much like this whole hustle culture that startups have mm. where oh you have to be like you have to work 18 hours a day and you can't do that with artisans they're literally like it's a physical job at the end of the day yeah and you're just you there needs to be some amount of appreciation for like the handcrafting that work that is involved in it and i come from the belief that it should be like done slowly and selectively and Yeah, that's a that's a great that's... mindset. Yeah, for sure. And, Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so like, tell us more about the products as well. Like, what all do you have to offer? So currently, we are making a lot of uh, bags with artificial leather. This is one of the better fabrics of artificial leather, which we like found after a lot of research. Okay. And uh, tried and tested it. but my like passion project is obviously with the plant leather alternatives okay and currently we've started making like wallets and card holders and small accessories bags and things like that other small fashion accessories basically okay with plant leather products so currently the reason that i've kept kept the range small is because we are again like we are a young business young company and we slowly like have sales we growing the business and slowly and gradually we invest in all these brilliant fabrics and then craft like really small batches of products and it also involves like a lot of a uh, need for raising awareness with customers right, and giving right. them that confidence of jumping into like a plant leather product although yeah. fun fact a lot of our like products of plant leather like we work with Pina Tex and Malai and soon we'll be launching something with the uh, Desoto also which is cactus leather. Oh wow. A lot of customers who are, who take a chance with the plant leather products are the ones who purchase our faux leather products because they've been with the company for a long time. Yeah. So there's already this like trust with Olive that they have created. It's mm. a both. It's a partnership both ways, but because we also keep pounding them on like, oh, give us status updates. How is your bag doing? Wow, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah, like because where else are we going to get that research, right? So, yeah. How is the second half of the life life of the product? So yeah. any quirks or anything that we can make better. So they are the ones who usually go for the new age fabric oh, product. Yeah. And yeah, also feels, art, the plant leather products. Yeah, and it also feels very personalized. I mean, you know, if I'm purchasing a bag from you, and you know, in a few months, you're asking me how is the bag doing, how am I liking it? That's, I would be really impressed. I would love to, you know, talk yeah. to you about it. Yeah, we do. We do try to communicate with everyone. Uh, some of our mails I do know land up probably in the updates folder, <laughs> and then they don't get replies. <laughs> but like we still have a bunch of like customers on whatsapp who regularly ask about different products and we have a relationship with them just like via text 
so yeah. those are the ones like they we've we've shortlisted like a dozen two three dozen customers in that list of like oh they are regular buyers yeah let's keep in touch <laughs> like yeah. keep talking to us about it and sometimes there's really sweet people they just generally like a lot of people just reach out by themselves after using the product for two three months yeah. or sometimes once or twice it's like someone will be like hey i love the product this is one little thing that i noticed and if it really makes a lot of sense and it's genuinely like it's like oh yeah we missed it out because of course small teams every mm. so that vision sometimes gets missed so we'll be like yeah let's introduce this in the next batch of the same product like in suppose in the manhattan laptop bags which we have yeah. someone just suggested that hey, it would be nice to have like a zip behind the bag also or like some access point because sometimes you just don't want to open the whole bag so that's oh, like yeah it's such a simple thing right yeah and so the suggestions is there yeah it always helps it's always like some people would be like oh we may not pref- like we don't prefer a zip we would prefer just like a slide compartment yeah and we're like we still think over it we'd see that how many people are actually responding with something similar then we try out with two samples yeah it's so, like a survey like little, little things yeah yeah little little things but it happens at a very longer scale because we are a small business as yeah. opposed to a company that can just like pay a company to figure this entire yeah. research out no no yeah it definitely is makes sense yeah awesome okay so after the launch in 2017 what was the initial traction like you know like what was the response you got from the consumers um after putting leather alternative products on the table uh so initially we only started with uh, artificial leather yeah in 2017 and uh, that was at a time when this vegan fashion as such was like gaining some traction but it was just like somewhere out there under the surface just bubbling up and all and, and uh, funny thing is i always wanted to work with plant leather alternatives from the very beginning but at that time most of them weren't uh, ready to sell their fabrics okay. or like you know be or collaborate uh, partnership partner with uh, small businesses at the moment they were like cracking deals with larger firms and larger organizations which is natural because that's where they'll get their supply like investment or and they can increase their business it's only like in 2018 19 when all these fabrics like really started coming into the market for uh, smaller businesses yeah to plunge into but uh, the initial response was funnily very 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 overwhelming because i started olive as a side project yeah i don't know if i shared this with you but uh, it's just like i handcraft got a duffel bag handcrafted with artificial leather once i came across the fabric and just very innocently decided that oh it looks nice let me make a few more of them and let's make like two three other laptops and i'll do it as a side gig hmm. just because generally like what what else i have been even looking for another job by then and i was like okay i'll work on it only the weekends yeah. and then there's this homegrown article by manya sachdeva that came out that day manya and uh, oh my god all of suddenly like it just blew up oh wow so it was quite crazy and that that uh, interview per se was like one of my first even talking to someone and i obviously sometimes you know what people say like opportunity meets luck 
like you're yeah. working hard but at the same time i feel luck and timing does work out in its own way and yeah. there were a lot of like these points at the course of like next three months that happened and um, we started getting a lot of response for our products and a lot of purchases happened and that's the time we also understood the business even better because we finally like had like a larger base of customers and larger base of just people using the product and getting back to us also yeah so that's kind of like those three months were very very important for us I feel and from there on then obviously then we decided that I need to be working full time on this because suddenly my weekend project turned into like a full week project <laughs> and I was yeah. practically working like office hours on it <laughs> okay. so yeah that kind of uh, skyrocket, uh, skyrocketed yeah okay I'll <laughs> and yeah. this guy rocketed us into like thriving and that's like and then we were also at a place where uh, suddenly we like we had enough investment and I was like we can jump into investing in plant leather fabrics because these are right now still niche fabrics hmm. these like making these products also requires like the same craftsmanship but we have to be a little more careful because currently because of the demand thing and other possibilities it's still a luxury product right yeah because we have to price the products because of the pricing of the fabrics yeah but but it's okay like if I know that my wallet is practically compostable <laughs> within three months I don't like I think it's a it's decent enough price to pay at the moment when yeah. this is all still very new in the market yeah I mean it's a great deal you know, being able to, that must feel also very good. I think uh, we were talking about this earlier and you said, you know, when you were that first bag that you handcraft, you got handcrafted from uh, alternative leather and you were carrying that around and a lot of people asked about it. You know, I mean, it, it is alternative leather, but it's not, it wasn't compromising on the looks or anything like that. It looked really nice. And that must feel also very nice because you know in your heart that, you know, I'm doing something good to the environment. Yeah, uh, so it was so strange because a lot of people like reached out to me saying, hey, I thought you don't carry a general leather product. So with my the first duffel bag that was crafted and if I was using it, I was putting pictures. Because everyone knew I was so opposed to general leather. And yeah. I would just be like, no, I'm not buying this jacket. Oh, no, I'm not buying this bag that's fully general leather. Remember that mink? Like, I would go into a full sob story that time. Uh, okay. <laughs> very, very young and emotional and extremely passionate. I was slightly more idealistic at that point. Now I understand the practicality and the technicalities of a lot of things Yeah. after these many years in the industry. But yeah, that time it was more of a more like passionate drive. Yeah. And then they're like, Bhavika, you're carrying a je- leather bag. How is that possible? And I was like, this is not genuine leather. This is <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah. And then everyone was like, what are you saying? So that was quite uh, often. Yeah. It's like people finding it very hard to believe that. It's alternative it's leather. leather. Yeah. 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 That's a, so yeah, material research was like one of the key criteria of success of all of and Olive, I still feel like it's made for a lot of people probably like me because it's my story that I have like kind of crafted into a business. 
yeah i couldn't find alternatives for myself and that time we used to watch any options for myself basically and i was like i really want something that looks and feels exactly like that landed up with artificial leather initially and then all of this new research and this change in the game like industry that's occurring right now and then i came across all the plant leather alternatives and i was like we have to have this in olive because that child in me who wanted op- alternative options yeah was from a cruelty free angle but plant leather fabrics are also relatively more environmental friendly Hmm. So, yeah. you know that whole dichotomy that happens with the uh, artificial leather, where you are like, oh, it's cruelty free, but you know it has to be recycled. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously, a part of you is always feeling guilty about because first one feels guilty about the animal killings that happen, then you feel guilty about the environment. Hmm. So somewhere down the line, that's why like we have this whole like recycle program also. Like after years of use, if you want to wish to discard your uh, artificial leather products. you can have have it sent back to us like write oh. to us we'll send you an address like we'll send you our workshop address send it to us we'll take care of discarding the product like we'll get it recycled and things like oh, that oh wow okay that's yeah, that's so, actually a great uh, thing yeah so that is one of like the key criteria and that's the reason i really want to keep running olive for a long 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 time <laughs> <laughs> after a while when everyone's like it's so much better if you can send your products back yeah and you don't have to feel guilty about over consumption yeah yeah and you know it's going to be recycled i mean that must feel really good in the heart <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. a little bit okay um so during the during the r&d stage the initial days and also because you started in 2017 so you also survived the pandemic and also to this day what are uh, some of the biggest blockers for growth for olive oh my god nandini you brought up the pandemic and i'm telling <laughs> i think we survived the pandemic because all of our profits every little penny of our profits was all diverted to the staff and the artisans so mm. from their like salaries were taken care of the entire 3 4 months the lockdowns happened back to back like yeah. two years two lockdowns right yeah we made sure like there were health complications in some families there were other requirements because suddenly there obviously things were getting expensive so many so much was happening at the same time so we were also taking care of those little things here and there for everyone and I found out about this much later, but a lot of companies were only like giving half a salary to everyone. Yeah. So that yeah. was a key, probably strategy to make sure that the business also survives, and so do the employees on bare minimum, whatever yeah. the thinking. But that is not something that Yashraj and I were comfortable with. Like we were like, no way, we have to give the full salaries because it's impossible to live. Like you're used to a certain lifestyle, and even if nobody is going anywhere. Where or here and there, they all have families to like feed, and most of the times, in artisans, they are the single owner in the family, like yeah, the single yeah. person with large family yeah. who has who's the only one supporting with an income. Mm-hmm. So that time, obviously, in, these were all emotional decisions at the moment, and we were okay. Twenty twenty, we were okay. Twenty twenty one, I think when twenty twenty two somewhere started. 
suddenly there was such a massive dip with olive because we realized we do not have enough money left to now survive the business because suddenly and we had to take a hard call which even has like its effects till now we had to stop online advertising and online advertising in e-commerce is everything right yeah so if one thing a lot of people might be aware but um, online advertising has become like 10 times more expensive in the last 2 years because a lot of like giant brands who used to survive on just uh, brick and mortar suddenly went online during the pandemic yeah and when their budgets moved from conventional ads to online ads which a lot of them weren't really participating pre pandemic yeah so everything got very very expensive like monetarily speaking so right now running an ad is like 20 times more costly than it was pre pandemic like that is oh. the jump that has happened so naturally small businesses with everyone has like certain budgets and things like that so we had to take a call we like we have to stop online advertising because we need to like gain back whatever like a base for everyone to survive yeah and since the last like one one year we've been working a lot on business orders like okay i think 6 7 months we were just working day and night tirelessly connecting and building uh, relationships with a lot of organizations and like pushing for business orders so as yeah. this moment that is what uh, a lot of uh, time went and that's why our social media also kind of like hit a little low because we're like oh we can't manage both because b2c and b2b are completely like different segments different of things yeah business. b2b is where the money is yeah so all that young money which is there <laughs> is right now coming from b2b b2c is uh, money when you are selling volume which was yeah. obviously pandemic it was perfectly fine post pandemic like two years of practically our, most of our uh, products are made for outside commuting they are made mm-hmm. for travel they are made for like making your life easier when you're out of the house yeah we don't have inside the house products so this two years that time weren't up but the third year when we had to like that when the effects started showing of our emotional decision but i still stand by that decision naturally because like with olive the artisans are like the whole and soul of the company yeah and our head artisan i have seen him grow for the better since the time he started working with us like he it's such a normal thing but i've seen everyone's health improve i think when you work like i don't want to, to i i you right now going to sound like uh, i'm blowing my own trumpet but it's just like the company the way it's made and even my uh, partner yashraj how he goes about managing the back end operation of olive i think due to him everyone has started looking so much more healthier which is a good sign i feel <laughs> that's <laughs> so amazing it's like khate peete company ke ho khate peete company ke ho <laughs> that's such a great that should be the tagline <laughs> yeah so that that's a stand by the decision we had to take but yeah right now we are at the stage where uh, we're kind of like healing from the pandemic and really working hard on like bulk orders and business orders and at the same time 
in the last few months you again started pro- uh, doing prototype for like customer based uh, products that we are planning to launch yeah new timelines have been created that let's just like re-enter b2c because for the last one year b2c has been primarily working on word of mouth and organic reach it's okay amazing that that's happening but that is what's been the case right now yeah that's a little slower right it's relatively slower when you don't yeah. have online ads but we have like grace of the universe like all the efforts that were put into it we can soon like it's already it's like not like we ever stopped the mm. website was always running the customer orders were always on but naturally with online advertising there's a lot of like reach that you gain that right. reach wasn't there it was more of an organic reach but it's okay because we were genuinely like all the artisans were busy crafting uh, products for other businesses and other clients so it's not like we would have anyways been able to do to both of them but now i think we are at a place where we've managed to set our b2c was already set up for the longest time our b2b has also become a nice small but very worthy division and i think yeah. now we'll be able to take on both sections because as a small business like first we probably concentrated on that and because of circumstances then concentrated on the second half and now we can kind of like set up so both the setups are taken care of yeah we can do both simultaneously yeah so finally you know like healing from the pandemic yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. blessing in disguise probably yeah (laughs) that's great that's great more power to you yeah and the team yes oh it's 100% the team yeah (laughs) and uh, you know like besides the pandemic uh, are there any other challenges that you know you still face to this day um I think one of the key challenges is just raising awareness in the industry there's a lot of like to and fro that happens there are a lot of debates that happen on plant leather and other alternatives and my entire thing is that there are always going to be new fabrics new textiles in the market it's just a matter of like learning about them yeah. and then the choice you take and at the end of the day like take care of your products no matter where you buy what you buy even if you buy something from fast fashion it's it's all right like don't be too hard on yourself but just take care of your products because they will last long if you if you are ruthless with them which like at olive we have to be ruthless with our quality testing products <laughs> but that is not how you use a product every day like right like, like there's a bag if it's written in the description or, or the product care that you have to like cover the bag when it's not being used or like don't overstuff it So yeah. that's just one example from this industry but like take care of your bags and the challenges is probably just raising awareness about or like giving that confidence to someone to take a plunge with like a new material with a with a smaller business yeah which to an extent has become now quite common like people don't really think twice before purchasing from a small business but people yeah. still think twice before taking a plunge with these materials which i feel i mean it's understandable it's something new in the market it's going to take a little while but yeah, it's okay yeah. no yeah but people to. people are you know making progress they are they want to you know invest in conscious products 
products are good for the environment and yeah i mean there is a shift in perception true oh that's like it's a massive shift in the last 5 years yeah for sure okay so i want to understand the process of a handbag being being made at olive so you know walk me through that process um okay so before we handcraft a bag first we have okay i'll give you the example of our one of our best sellers which is the big brooklyn tote okay, okay. that was one of our earlier products it's handcrafted in artificial leather and one of the main inspirations for this bag was uh there's this uh, social advocate uh, environmental advocate influencer called devyani from shopping okay. suitcases okay okay and we would see her instagram stories and she was just day in day out constantly moving around constantly like just doing things getting to meetings and i was like wow <laughs> i was like this lady can really do it all yeah. and one of my like designers was sitting next to me and we were having discussion of like damn what bag would a person like this need and yeah. then both of us started talking about it like yeah probably like if i'm out from the morning till like late at night if i'm out obviously my laptop goes with me my charger goes with the basics i was like 100% i need space for like maybe some touch up makeup products yeah maybe like a bottle water bottle yes maybe a book or a kindle a small box of snacks 100% and i was like oh but i'll be carrying some documents also because so many meetings time to time <laughs> yeah so you need like for documents and then one of uh, <laughs> i was just joking about it i was like my god this whole day sometimes you just need a little pick me up or something extra and what if you have to go for a movie in between like after your entire day at office you want to go for a movie and then they don't allow half the things inside the movie and then we just like joking we need a like a secret pocket in the brooklyn <laughs> tote bag <laughs> oh <laughs> like literally slip anything inside and you know when the bags are checked okay this is not like illegal activities or security risk reasons just like you know cashews or like some packet of oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously <laughs> that's so such a good description like you put it in that bag <laughs> yeah you put it in the bag and then the zip is made in a way where it's not like easily noticeable but it's just yeah. like we call it the sneak in zip Uh-huh. <laughs> so once that was completely decided and then we like came up with this whole design for the thing and that's when one of our artisan head artisan comes into the picture and we share like th- these are the things we are to- uh, we think we need in the bag what are your views about it and then he'll also add some of his points yeah he, this can be done or that can be done or or most of the times lands up giving us more ideas because they have that experience with so many other products even yeah. before they started working with olive and then it's just like we like okay fine let's just do a prototype and we handcraft the product then it goes for like 2 3 weeks of quality testing depending where it's yeah. ruthlessly used which i do not advise anyone please do not use your products ruthlessly <laughs> so we just obviously have to get all the nooks and crannies in a very short span of time right yeah 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 so once it's hand- handcrafted and we're satisfied then we're like okay let's just start with a small batch of products that's why initially when the big brooklyn bag came out we, it was only like in two colors forest green which is 
like the massive major seller oh, and uh, tan like these two colors and now with demand we've introduced black also so that's also one of the things like we don't just straight away introduce all the colors in one go hmm. because obviously like let's see how yeah. we always keep the production like small and don't uh, get overwhelmed and then obviously keeping the stock and things like that yeah. but yeah that's that's for the big brooklyn tote and for the plant leather products anything and everything that we get suggestions for because for plant leather products we often if someone wants to make their own bag we kind of like talk to the customer and then we handcraft a bag just for them and give it to them oh so it's customized yeah plant leather products we often customize because uh, it's like we make really we just make it made to order so if hmm. there's a little something here and there a customer wants or they want something completely different like we keep it uh, flexible it's a new fabric like, might as well you have something that you're going to cherish for a long time yeah. and favors all your little nuances here and there whatever you want in your bag yeah i mean I, wow yeah there's such great stories behind each product this is so nice yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, all our almost all our products have some random story behind it. Most <laughs> of our products come out of some random thought or someone saying something that I want this, and we're like, yeah, this sounds like fun to take on. Yeah, no, it just sounds amazing. I mean, it it was so fun to um listen to you talk about the Brooklyn tote. I mean, it's so cool. <laughs> I could imagine you sitting. somewhere you know and then like talking about this and then going to the uh, head artisan and then talking and then the prototyping and all of that it just sounds very very fun <laughs> that's so kind of you mandini you can come over next time whenever you and then oh man i, I would love that think of a back together <laughs> i would love to do that um, next time in delhi i'm definitely you know we, we can uh, connect for sure yeah <laughs> okay um so uh you know as i said earlier we have seen the sustainable industry grow tremendously uh, over the past few years so so many companies um providing alternatives to products that are harmful for the environment have emerged there's um there's so many things as eco friendly skin care the sustainable clothing sustainable packaging and so much more so how how does it feel to be part of such an impactful industry and you know being able to contribute to something so so important um this is such a complex and loaded question if you <laughs> go deeper into it the thing is that there are actually two parts to it one it's incredible to be at the precipice of like this booming industry with so many different options available to a customer now like today if a customer needs something we just need to like say it to a phone and ads will start coming yeah. and like which is really good because sometimes like i have my ad option on in my phone and i genuinely like love what so many other small businesses in the space are doing and handcrafting and making from like toys that are crocheted with like old wool to there's there are companies that are coming up with new packaging solutions like you just yeah. mentioned which is perfect because that's like something as like oh yeah we need let's just connect but then there's also the side where it's gotten a little out of hand with green washing and hmm. like everyone jumping on the bandwagon of these buzzwords hmm. and like this one time because obviously in our business we 
say these words quite often and then i start getting ads on my phone and oh I my god what yeah so there's this one time i was just like there were these bags that were being sold as bags uh, not so much the you know the poly bags yeah 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 like the so oh this is like natural organic poly bag i went into i was like okay nice like you know the jolas basically right hmm yeah so i was just looking at it and then i realized that you know the jolas initially used to be made of jute which yeah. was brilliant and now it's being made with this geo textile that looks like fabric cotton but okay. it's actually plastic oh so you know there's this whole like dichotomy that is taking place at this moment right now with a lot of buzzwords just being included that's why we are like very careful with our artificial leather also we're like listen it has to be recycled do not throw it away we will yeah. take care of it yeah. with the plant leather products like at olive we genuinely a lot of people who buy the plant leather products are also very socially conscious consumers yeah. so they are themselves very careful with the end of life cycle and right now it's all just started so we don't we're not facing the end of product cycle problem as of now it will take another like probably 10 years when we'll have to deal with this conversation and plant leather products are mostly all like compostable biodegradable in some form or the other yeah but yeah so like the advertising of things has to be really taken care of by a customer like a consumer suppose you are looking for vegan fashion or sustainable fashion you have to keep in mind that everything is not sustainable and it's impossible to be 100% sustainable because creating something in itself is like an irony if you're creating something new yeah then the whole barrier of sustainability kind of breaks a little and we have this thing that everyone in the industry who's in the space says that whatever is currently in your cupboard is the most sustainable item take care of it wear it repair yeah. it things like that but yeah so it's kind of a booming industry and it's really good oh so one of the things that i really love is now that we have a lot of other brands that are working with alternative fabrics and it's brilliant to have this community because when we were doing it alone it was a lot of work like we had to talk to customers almost every day all day talk to them for 5 6 days at a time raising awareness about the products now because there have been like seven eight or other brands that have come up into the space of using alternative leather to make bags it's brilliant because a lot of customers are aware and they come to us that hey we already know about this fabric so in your olive bag do you have this functionality we are looking for and we are like yeah we can do it for you if you want oh wow but it's good to it's good to have other co- companies other brands working in similar fields it yeah. really helps it's more like a community because small businesses it really helps to have other small businesses doing similar yeah. things i was actually going to ask you this did i answer like... that question did i answer no, no. your question or no, did no. i just go into one of the No, 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 you definitely did. I mean, uh, you provided me with like two parts to the answer and I think that's brilliant. Um, it's yeah. not like a straightforward answer, you know, that it's all good. It's nice to be in the community. <laughs> you also answered, you know, that there is, like, there needs to be awareness and like consumers have to make a careful choice about who they trust. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I love that answer. But what I was saying is that I was actually going to ask you this, that 
there are more companies that are you know that are coming up in the alternative leather um space so is there a competition or you know how does that feel but yeah i mean you basically said <laughs> that uh, you it's not competition it's like you know we're all coming together the companies are coming together to fight against the problem of um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's plastic and, yeah it's never it's never a competition it's like you know the prime example with invested companies is zomato and swiggy right yeah they might be competitors but having both of them in the market is better for the market exactly it's yeah. better for the consumers it's better for the growth of the industry so similar thing with all the brands that are working with alternative fabrics like there's cork and then there's deserto and pinatex and malai and there's miriam milo which is like mushroom based so there are so many different fabrics and obviously at, at all levels so we cannot offer all the alternatives in one roof right yeah that is the goal that is the end goal where we want to reach but at this moment because we are small we can't do it so there are we are like a group of good 10 11 companies that i know of personally i'm not aware if there might be more also which is wonderful mm-hmm. but everyone's offering something or the other yeah so as a consumer you have this brilliant umbrella of like so many brilliant brands exactly that are working on similar concepts and choices options are always good yeah that's that's amazing great community awesome okay so i really want to know this what's what's the story behind the name what does olive mean oh olive okay so this name was actually coined by my business partner shraj and he had it with him for like years before we even began all of oh basically and he had a do- domain name also he just like i always wanted to do something with it so basically when i was like oh the duffel bag has done very well we need a name like let's start a company and let's make it break and all yeah so i took cut you for a second yeah yeah but this just feel like you know it was meant to be i mean you were 13 and 14 when you thought <laughs> of the idea and your partner yeah. was you know he had already thought of the name Yours before you guys started yeah, the company. So This he, is so cool. <laughs> he said, "He said, what about Olive?" And I was like, "Okay, like O L I V." I was like, "It's a very, very common uh, name nowadays. Like, why would you?" And then he's like, "No, no, A U L I V." I was like, "What are you saying?" And he's like, "No, see, I." So he's like, "So he believes that he's coined the word." Okay. <laughs> I think that the word already existed, but anyway. So the thing is, he's like, so A U signifies goal, and okay. live is live, and then I was like, oh, so like to live a golden life. Oh, and then wow. he's like, yeah, and I was like, that sounds quite perfect. Yeah. Because, and then obviously, you know, the brand person in my head just went on this ramble of like, oh, golden life. That means like coexisting with nature itself, and like. A U also, if it's gold, it signifies the sun. It signifies nature, and we live in this wonderful, wonderful land. <laughs> so, wow, that's a yeah, great so, uh, idea. So that's how it came. It's just like the name was already there. We just didn't know it <laughs> at the time. <laughs> no, but this definitely is meant to be. I mean, this is like probably very, yeah. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I believe we've come to our last question now. So yes, 
what is your vision for olive like you know where where do you see the company five years down the line so nandini this is like a question that almost everyone asks yeah and i never have an answer <laughs> because in my head i feel like i'm growing with olive and we kind of like take it with the flow we That's have nice. definitive uh, we have like definitive milestones that over we have to achieve a b c d etc etc yeah but my main thing is like do you know where you're going to be in the next five years <laughs> and i have never known what i'm going to do because whatever i decide just something the other thing happens like i always never ever in my life wanted to be a business person i wanted to be a corporate slave i loved it i wanted Ooh. to work 9 to 5 not care about what's happening with the company after my off time starts i could go that's, on a holiday and not think about work that's the first time i'm hearing so, someone say that that they would they wanted to be a corporate slave i loved being a corporate slave honestly <laughs> it, but yeah probably i was just lucky within the company that i was working for uh-huh, but okay. yeah because once we started the business it's like oh you're working on a sunday or sometimes you're working on a saturday also i used to love my weekend so next 5 years obviously on a sub, like passionate scale i want to be able to be in a position where olive can offer even more alternatives yeah to the public i hope maybe not from a company perspective but from like the world perspective that more people kind of get to know about the these alternative options in the market they start yeah. buying these products and as such we are able to invest further into different research on much better fabrics because right now some of them are low environmental impact which means they are like 99% biodegradable or there's a lot of like fine print in the weight it has to be composted yeah or the way the fabric has to like break down things like that but this is all in the span of like barely 7 8 years so in such a short span if these fabrics have like literally fruits have become fabrics and yeah. fabrics, they're almost like compostable and biodegradable in nature so i'm very hopeful that very soon we'll have a completely like 100% environmentally friendly product as well and so yeah that's what just my hope is there that there are more options there are more like better options for the planet yeah. something works out even more for ah now i'm just in my rambling space <laughs> this is a very philosophical question for me i've never been able to answer this that's okay no but it sounds amazing i mean i really hope that really happens and you know i wish you all the very best swamika i was was really fun talking to you and thank, thank you, you so likewise. much yeah thank you so much for coming on the show and honestly like i really loved your vibe i have <laughs> there's just something about your voice and it was really fun having a conversation my god thank so, you so much coming to delhi we're definitely fun. meeting this will be more fun in person yes yeah yes, 100% yeah <laughs> for those of you who want to know more about olive i'll leave a link in the description to make it easier for you All right guys that's about it for today's edition of Young Money if you're someone who owns a business or if you know someone who has had an exciting journey you can reach out to us at ympodcast@gmail.com we'll see you guys in the next one